Nuggets, two redheads, and one that doesn't like bacon, talking about racing. Hey everybody, Jason Schultz here along with Andrew Curland. I, I, I could go no, without bacon. No, for the rest of this episode, everyone's going to see your opinion in a skewed way because you don't like bacon, so they can't trust you. Like, no one can trust you now knowing <laughs> that. Your reputation has gone out the window now. Wow. Okay. So because I don't like bacon, everything I say is not credible. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fine. Jason, you're right then. Oh, <laughs> not, that's not a credible statement. I'm sorry. I I tried to give you the benefit, but <laughs> apparently because since I don't like bacon, you're not right. So I win. <laughs> I'm just pointing out a fact that will. Is your head spinning because of that? <laughs> I really want some bacon now. Yeah. Ah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about this? I'll I'll go back. I don't like bacon on its own. Bacon, like, as a topping or, um, Why? like bacon bits What's and mac and cheese. What's wrong with it on its own? That. I don't know. I just don't like. It's like very greasy and I don't know. I just if I like for example the dining hall. They sometimes have breakfast for lunch. I'll get everything but the bacon. All right, you're lucky. We don't ever have bacon in our dining hall, so. <laughs> don't ever get fish at a dining hall either just like ever right Why is that not? basically a rule of thumb because like it's like Salmon's airplane great. it's like the movie airplane like everyone gets sick from the fish no doesn't happen you got, well you're also Here. in arizona there's no you know bodies of water yeah nearby, there's no so water anywhere nearby <laughs> closer yeah, to the water so here that's our rule of thumb so anyways how was martinsville martinsville is awesome i just went on saturday couple reasons with that just wanted to go up for the truck race on saturday and sunday the late start times kill people who attend races i get this point of view from fans now like when the races start at three and don't end till seven they have to make a two-hour drive back it's and wait in traffic for like an hour it's a really late night so yeah. i was like saturday would be awesome to go to the truck race i've only been to one martinsville truck race and that was a couple years ago and you get a full day of action you get qualifying for both series two practices for a cup and the truck race that's like a full value for the money you're paying we didn't have to buy tickets we got some free tickets which was awesome but the value of that whole day at the racetrack was epic and then the day delivered not only from the idea i went with my friend ben from school and our friend josh there and we just had a really really fun time also my friend aaron who i worked with at charmore speedway he met us there he got us a free ticket so shout out to him he listened to our argument last week and I think said I was right. So big fan of him. Well, because he was with you in person. Yeah. He's afraid. Nope. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> you better be. So we all sat oh, together, boy. watched um, pretty much the whole day of action. I went down to the infield for the second cup practice just to um, get some content. Did a cool video on Instagram story, or I think it was cool at least. Look. I thought it was cool. I like the angle. You kind of get the low. I love the low shot. Yeah. Sure. You know what's the best? Low shot with a blur. Like Ooh. you come out of a blur and the car just like hits you all of a sudden. That's my favorite. Fire. It is fire. So went down, got some content there, <laughs> saw some people around the infield, and then went back to the grandstands, watched the truck race, which was epic. It was literally the best race I've seen in person, maybe ever, but in a while. Because stuff happened throughout the race. There was action. Mm -hmm. There was beat and bang, and there was cautions. There was crashes. There was passes for the lead. There were numerous battles for the lead, and it was just awesome and such a um, 
field of comer goers like there's got different guys up front ross played some pit strategy because the tires were good and was able to stay up front and not pit for new tires because the tires were good and that really allowed him to battle for the win knowing he needed to make up some points to get a chance to race for a spot in homestead so like that everything about that race was awesome there that truck package there was just a classic short track race saying maybe the cup series was not like that but the truck race was awesome it had every element of a short track race you would want truck series is always awesome can we just like establish that like wherever they go and i know and honestly this is what's confusing i know we're gonna get into the package we're not gonna get into this right away but drivers say this package races so similar to similar to the trucks but i guess not short tracks yeah not um, but i think that's, that's sure. so interesting short tracks definitely not because i, I think different. that's where they're trying to go because i mean most weekends you turn in you tune in on a friday or saturday and watch the truck series race like you know you're gonna get a pretty entertaining event if kyle bush isn't in it of course hmm. um but yeah so martinsville is cool for sure cup qualifying you know, I was. This is my first time watching single car qualifying as a fan, and I just I remember there being an appeal before, and I actually watched a video of Cup single car qualifying from Talladega from like 2000, 2001, 2002, yeah. and that was like the I don't know that was really exciting to watch. And I don't know why it's I, not not as exciting in person. No, I'm saying that was exciting. It seemed at single car qualifying no, then seemed as person, but, but I'm saying now. yes. Sunday, it was like there wasn't much excitement. A, I think the problem was this could be a package and a Martinsville problem where no one's really knocking each other off. Like the idea of one guy going out qualifying, setting lap, the next guy beating right. him, and just that buildup of that. That would be exciting. But for some reason, that was not happening. Is your laundry or salmon done? No, I'm waiting on my pristine auction. Actually, let me check that real quick got a pristine okay. auction bid i need to win the one thing that i remember from martinsville going the last two years is and i watched and uh, you know what the best part about that track is is no matter where you go it's a good view you can go low you can go high there is something for everyone there and sometimes i actually don't think tv does that place justice because of just being there in person how cool it is there's nothing that compares to martinsville you can look anywhere in their battles and it it's entertaining to watch a race from martinsville so um especially the truck race when they could pass a lot and especially for the lead all those action passes and battles were just awesome because you were you're glued to like watching the racing throughout the lap because guys yeah, were battling right. and stuff because you because you got to see people pass yeah exactly yeah okay just want to make Good. that clear <laughs> and throughout throughout your story i can see where we're going with this and listen all right do you want to just get into it no wait let's talk about the fight right should we talk about sunday let's talk about the course of the race which our argument would come first before we get to the fight the fight can be the you know the icing on top of the cake i'm hungry all right. it's also national chocolate day and i haven't ate chocolate so i'm kind of bitter we've um we've seen this coming we know i don't really know exactly where your stance is but here's mine and i sent this on twitter yesterday is you don't need passes for the lead to still have a good race and okay and while and listen sometimes people just dominate and that's the thing but there was still plenty to watch on the track at martin's i mean there were still a lot to talk about there was rarely a time where we had single file and tv wasn't showing something can we agree on that i agree on that the thing is though this martinsville was nothing like what martinsville is 
this year with this package. No, you're right. And this high downforce. So I get your point that it was still a good race. Like I'm was generally generally impressed that there were more. Would you vote on the Jeff Gluck? No. Did you listen to his podcast though? He explained it extremely well why it was not a good race. And it was in the basis of the argument. I don't want to get into 10 minutes of this, but it was that there were the package made it. So it wasn't classic Martinsville. Like his point, which is really good. Was that you were at when it was like 200 ago, you're like, come on, this race is dragging on. Cause nothing was happening in the first two stages. Nothing happened. It was very clean, very cut and dry. No one's beating and banging, no passing, no spinning guys out. Like Martinsville used to be guys spinning each other out from like lap 50 on. Like you get into it throughout the race, constant battles, constant, um, beating and banging, getting to each other. And then that just occurs throughout the race. I remember when Casey Kane, no, it was Brian Vickers and someone else got into a, like a crash each other. They crashed each other like back and forth, like six times that happened throughout the course of the race versus just a bunch of crashes happening, you know, one section of the race. Cause there were a lot of cautions like Martinsville when they're bunched up on restarts, it was more, this is the same with, you know, the mile and a half. So when they're bunched up on restarts, more likely fraction happened. But once the race, the course goes on, it just spreads out. And that's a result package a result. Brett Griffin said this on door bumper clear today. The tire absolutely sucked. The tire that they brought there could have lasted 10,000 laps, which is clearly not going to allow for tire fall off, which creates a better race. And all that just kind of package and tires and no passing. It just kind of all piles up to say, this is not Martinsville. Aerodynamics are mattering at Martinsville at a short track. That's what's wrong. No, you're right. I agree. And I will be upfront, and I we've agreed on this before, that the package at short tracks, and I guess, I don't know if you call Dover short track, but Dover we could and all that. the under Dale one mile short tracks... Yeah, I know Dale wouldn't say that. And the road courses Phoenix does not fit track. for this year. Come on. See, I I think it is. Tell I Dale think that. anything a mile and under isn't. But listen, Dale literally tweeted. He said, the reason I'm saying these aren't short tracks is because that's not like we want more of the half mile stuff. But exactly. I still think and I look at this from a Steve Letarte standpoint, who explained basically the cars and everything is set up to run like a short track and drivers still race it similar to a short track so that's where i see it characteristics and actions not like dover is nothing like martinsville or bristol new hampshire is nothing like i know but not all not all tracks are the same in general so but short tracks that's what i think deliver a certain type of racing in phoenix texas sorry phoenix dover new hampshire don't deliver that texas is not a short track bristol martinsville (laughs) I don't even say Richmond really does anymore. Bristol Martins will deliver a certain characteristic of racing that is short track and people love, and that's what they fell in love with NASCAR for. Other tracks don't. However, this package has ruined what made Bristol and Martinsville special. And here's the thing. Would you say... We're going to go do the yeah. same thing next year. Martinsville's got two no, I know. very important races, a night race and then the penultimate race to cut off before they go to the championship race at Phoenix. And they're going to have the same package where the same guy's going to dominate and lead nearly all the race and there's not gonna be any passing for the lead that's gonna suck but would 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 you say last year's package at martinsville is good yeah i don't think there was a passing for the lead action more battles more guys hitting each other out this year it was just so lack of passing for the lead and the hard tire that really caused i don't one year ago this race before you get into this race can you not interrupt me please i've got one more one year ago this race 
two drivers led for a total of 409 out of 500 laps. And the average green flag run of the Martinsville race last year was 48 laps with 1,296 total passes in the field. On Sunday, there was an average green flag run of 35.9 laps, so there were shorter sprints with caution intervals, and they had 1,188 green flag passes, only 188 fewer than one year ago. 188 fewer is a large number. Okay, but over 500 laps? Over 500 laps? That's a lot. It's a third that's, less. That's nothing. That's crazy. See, last year's weren't, like, they weren't overwhelmingly good. They are better than this year's. And the previous year's, like, as, you know, the downforce and horse, downforce has increased, horsepower has decreased, I guess. I'm not an engineer, so I can't remember all this stuff. Martinsville, the quality of Martinsville, point is, has gone down significantly over the last, like, six or seven years. And last year wasn't, this year was worse than last year. Last year was worse than the year before. It just has been a cycle. And I want to end that cycle by NASCAR admitting that they need to... Of course, here, Jeff Gluck made this point on his podcast, too. NASCAR ultimately wanted two different packages for this season. a short, Like an intermediate one and then a shorter track one, which probably would have solved this issue. But instead, yeah. the teams wanted them to do one package, which forced them to sacrifice the entertainment and the classicness and everything that makes the short track special for Chicago and Michigan and Kentucky to be good. I So the teams wanted that and I've been saying this forever. The teams wanted that. NASCAR listened so they went to one package. I I talked to Brent Dewar at the Roval last year and I asked him like what's the package going to look like? He said it's probably going to be one package to save people money because that's what the teams wanted. So NASCAR listened. They're going to listen again. It, it, obviously, the drivers and teams and spotters, as you mentioned, they're not huge fans of this package, so they're going to listen, and they're going to change it to, ultimately, NASCAR, I trust Steve Phelps, and I'm 100% certain that he is not out to ruin the sport. Everyone has the same goal in mind in terms of trying to improve it, and it's going to take time. I understand that, but they still chose to go in this direction. I would have rather seen them not go with this high downforce, low horsepower package, ultimately. You live and you learn, though. You live and you learn. And I know what you're going to say, but we're running it next year. But we're we're focused on 21. They knew what the results would be. They knew the drivers did not want this. The drivers, I think, are going to become even more vocal over the next year how bad this package is. And you're going to see guys be like, guys that aren't performing as well as they did before because it's like, this is not real racing, quote unquote. And it's like the I'm saying there's been mile halves for sure been better this year, but sacrificing your best tracks like Martinsville is one of the this fall Martinsville race has turned into one of the best races of the year. And this package ruined it this year. It made it less exciting compared to previous years where that race has been incredible. It's a showcase of NASCAR. And now because of this package, it took that away and made Kentucky better. Like, is it is that really worth it? Would you rather see a better race at Kentucky and Chicago and Michigan and see a worse race at Bristol and Martinsville and Richmond and Dover? Like the better tracks. That no, we agree on that. Okay. We agree on that. Okay, just make sure. Yeah, we've we've had that same stance for a while. But basically, what I'm saying, and I know this race wasn't as good as years past, but I think people are kind of freaking out 
basically because there wasn't a lot of passes for the lead that that ruined the race. But I frankly don't think it did. And I think people are somewhat overreacting as to trying to astronomically display how bad the race was when it really wasn't as bad as people are saying. Well, would you agree that passes That's for the, the lead make to make. for a better race? If guys are competing for the lead, there's different, a variety of leaders throughout, comers yes, and goers. it makes for a better race. But I still think you can have a good race without a lot of passes for the lead. But then it's just like the passes for the lead, it's like entertainment. Different guys are winning. There's different chance for guys to win. We I understand that. Much from and I, I, like I agree with you. With more passes for the lead, with more passes for the lead, I agree. It, it's more fun to watch. It's more entertaining. There's a new face up front. No one can really hold on to the top point. And yes, it is more entertaining. But I still think you can be entertained and you can watch a race like Sunday where Truex basically, I mean, yeah, not basically, he dominated the whole event leading what like 467 or something laps something like that but yet you can still have something to watch consistently there's always a storyline going on especially with the playoffs um and still be entertained but that's that's my standpoint but it left so much to be desired it was not typical martinsville it's not the martin it's not it wasn't martinsville i know and that's a problem i know that's my problem and okay. things need to I think I think again we're arguing something slightly different than each other. Let's where I can agree with you on certain points. Um but yeah. So want to fight? <laughs> like Joey Logano and and Denny Hamlin? Did you see the video I sent you? My friend Tyler Ben and I recreated the fight. Yeah, you hit your friend too hard though. He hit me. Oh wait, he hit you? Did you watch oh, the I video? Oh, I got it backwards. Yeah, he hit you too hard. Thank you. Thank you for that. He was very aggressive. I wasn't prepared for that, so I didn't really fight back too hard, but I want to redo it. So, all right, here's the thing. Let's post race. I don't even remember thinking that the Denny Hamlin Joe Logano contact on the track was that big of a deal. Like, I knew it happened. No, I know. I didn't think so either. And you know what was weird? I was watching this, and I had some friends who are going to be coming to the Phoenix race. I basically text them with 30 to go, hey, come watch the end of the race so they can be updated and know what's going on at Phoenix. So they were watching post-race and Truex, and I'm like, there's going to be a fight that breaks out. I don't know who, but I just, I feel it, and it happened. I was so happy. You know why it broke out? It's because Hamlin it's not ran Logano into the wall. I know. I, I think it's short track racing. No, I agree with that. I'm saying the fight itself only happened because Joey Logano had to touch yeah. Denny Hamlin's shoulder like that he knew what was coming you cannot do that and just walk away I'm like come on <laughs> I truthfully admit Joey Logano came on DBC earlier this year got to talk with him got to interact with him more than I had before and he seemed pretty cool really nice much nicer than I thought my perspective of him or perception of him beforehand had just been all these incidents he's been in and then he really and then and I was like not really sure what the thought of him but he was super nice in person really had a great time on DBC and then he goes and does something like this. And I'm like, this is why it's hard to like you because you do things like this that make people, I don't know, touching it. Like you could have ended the argument, walked away, not saying anything. You had to touch him and you knew he was going to come back after you. It's not like. So let him fight. It was good. I, listen, I, I like the fight. I have I'm no so... problems with Joey Logano. And frankly, I do not understand why he is hated as much because as he of is. Things by the NASCAR he did yesterday. Like, I, I really like, don't get I it. I like the fight. I think. 90% of fans enjoy seeing a fight after the race, and I liked it. But 
the way he goes about it. That's why they don't like him. He just goes up, touches, and then he runs away. And he has his whole crew ready to defend him. And some people that probably shouldn't be intervening in a fight were there. Some guys are pulling, like crew members, let the drivers handle it. Don't, Joe, there's a picture of Joey like hiding behind Come like on, it's better when the crew members get in it though. Come well, on. When a crew member Texas a couple years ago, Denny, that was one of the best fights. When a crew member slams And Denny I think Hamlet everyone agrees that was a little uncalled for. could severely injure him. That I'm glad he got suspended. I think he should have been suspended for the rest of the season and probably fired. Oh, he did get suspended? I didn't hear that. Yeah, for Texas. I think he should be like, um, Brett was talking about this on DBC too. The Penske, like Penske is a very clean cut organization, do things really well, are just very professional. Something like that, that guy clearly does not represent the Penske brand. He should be fired, in my opinion. Because you don't, that's totally unfair to come up yeah, behind someone. He was behind him, him, grabbed him by the neck. Yeah. Bad, no, I agree. All right, going now, moving forward, these two guys are mad at each other again, which makes for great drama in the next two races. And truthfully, the points are pretty close. Of course, playoff points ruined this round again because it's already super uneven. But they're gonna. there's a chance that maybe we go to Phoenix and neither of them are necessarily locked in and they could battle on points and maybe you could get into it a little bit more like we saw, I think it was Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin and or... Well, 2017, after Chase and Denny got into it at Martinsville, they had a really tight battle at Phoenix. So maybe something like that mm-hmm. will happen again. Yeah. I feel like it, as bad as playoff points are, I feel like this year, especially looking at this round, the points seem closer than they've ever been. Because, I mean, you f- I feel like we we have. Last year, we've left Texas and, like, Truex locked himself in on points. I do not see Kyle Busch locking himself in on points after Texas. Like, I feel like everything's a lot closer this year in terms of points. I will admit that I was not right about what Kyle Busch would do at Martinsville. Aha! Let's go. I, was about, I forgot about that. I that was not a knock your socks off performance. Something is off with his performance. It's not typical Kyle Busch. And then, you know what? I don't even... I'm even going to take a step back. I don't even think he's going to dominate Phoenix. I, I think he might not even win well, Phoenix. I wouldn't count him totally out yet, but I think he's... he'll Texas will be very telling whether he's actually going to be in it to win it or in it to just perform mediocre again. We'll see. Um... So here are the points for going to Texas after the first race. Truex locked in Miami. Second, Denny Hamlin, plus 24 on the cutoff line. Third, Kyle Busch, plus 17. Fourth, Joey Logano, plus 14. Fifth, Kevin Harvick, minus 14. Sixth, Blaney, minus 15. Seventh, Larson, minus 24. And eighth, Chase Elliott, minus 44. Chase Elliott must yeah. win. Larson didn't do overwhelmingly well at martinsville i think he's gonna probably i would I say think he goes he can only go up from here because martinsville's about his yeah, worst but i feel like he's gonna have to also win i don't really see him yeah. having to pass two guys to get i think his best shot i don't know how good he is at phoenix i nothing really super yeah. impressive i think his best shot's gonna be texas and frankly he's gonna need either two spectacular runs or he's going to have to win at one of I think those he's two got places. To win. I don't think he's going to outrun everybody else to get there. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, but um, Harvick is very interesting. He's won the Texas race the last two years. He can come, like, you know what Harvick can do? He can win, and Brett said this on DBC as well, he can win multiple races in a row and just kind of come out of nowhere and do that. And I totally think he could do that in the next yeah, two you're races. Right. So I want to count him out. Blaney did very well at... Um, 
Martinsville. I think he can do well at Texas and Phoenix, so he'll be close. He's good at Texas, very good at Texas. I will say this about Phoenix. He is, for some reason, he is great at qualifying, but drops like a rock during that race. That is one thing that I've noticed with Blaney during that race is he's always, I think he's qualified on the pole like two or three times or something like that, or at least up in the top five, top ten, and then he starts the race. By the end of stage one, he's out of the top ten, and you don't hear about him. So that is something to note with Blaney. So I think Texas is going to be his best shot. He's had some great runs at Texas lately. Yeah. Logano, I think he's just been off for most of the playoffs. He hasn't done overwhelmingly well. He's going to have to just do better than he's been performing, which I don't think he's totally out of yet. I think he's still got a chance. Then you have Kyle Busch, who's only three above him, so it'll be close to see. And Kyle Busch said mediocre performance. Literally, the only two drivers that you could say have been performing well consistently are Truex and Hamlin. That is so crazy. Like, they are the two clear cut favorites. And frankly, picking between them two at Miami is going to be practically impossible. Yeah, no, I (laughs) for sure think that it's going to come down between those two. So it'll be the battle to see who the other two are. So after. Yeah. Martinsville, you have both Truex and Hamlin go. Did I not have Truex go in the finale? I think I screwed that I up. I don't think you did. I already screwed that up. So, But your grade after... Uh, Is looking good except for Chase Elliott. Wait, no, I think I think I switched it to Logano. I think I did. You check that right now so we know for sure. Okay, because I remember I was back and forth yeah, between Logano and Chase. Where's my phone? the hell is going on? Whoa. Oh, here it is. All right, you talk and I'll look it up. So, I know I had Truex wrong, and I just, that was my gut feeling from the beginning of the playoffs that Truex may not make it to Miami. I was wrong. I think he's now, of course, one of the top dogs for the championship fight. But I really... After Chase Elliott's performance, I ho- like I want to see him do well and maybe win one of these next two races to get to Miami because I think it'd be a great story. But I ultimately think it may not happen this year, so I'm gonna shift my championship for to add Truex in, take Chase out. I think that'd be the only difference. That will be the only difference. I'll have Truex, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick. I think Harvick will win one of these next two races and get his spot because he's going to quietly perform extremely well and then come out of nowhere and surprise people. Darn it. Yeah, so I originally had, my final four was originally Kyle Busch, Hamlin, Truex, Logano. Then I changed it to having Chase Elliott in over Logano. That's very disappointing because I feel like that original Final Four that I changed last minute was, I mean, I'd be very confident in that. So I'm going to stick with my original Final Four of the three Gibbs drivers and Joey Logano being the ones. Yeah. And I don't know how many times this has happened, but the bottom four leaving Martinsville have stayed the bottom four for the remaining two races. I think that stays the same. I'm going to put my money in for Logano. So we're arguing yeah. Logano versus Harvick. Why don't you think Harvick will get there? Man, so between Logano and Harvick, and I know I haven't looked at stats or oh, numbers I'm really recently. Stats for you. Okay, you look them up, but I feel like, especially you're right about Harvick in Texas, and Harvick's pretty good at Phoenix too. But I feel like, especially since we're talking about this package, you kind of have to throw away. Although we did see some of the same players up front at Martinsville, even though it was a different package completely. But I feel like Logano 
overall this year and as of recent is just has been better than Harvick all playoff long. So I'm going to stick with the Penske driver, Joey Logano there. I know he could have better stats at those two tracks, but I feel like Logano has just run more consistently throughout races and finish races better than Harvick has. All right. I'm going to not use stats from previous races. I'm going to just use stats from this season. Also, Joey Logano, I looked at J-Ski the other day, and I know they're racing differently, everybody. I understand that. But if this was the old chase format where you start at Vegas and you run the points, Logano would be the points leader by about 12 or like it's between 12 and 18 points over um, second place. So Logano has been the most consistent driver throughout the playoffs to this point. Since Kevin Harvick, that's why I've got my money on Logano. I'm gonna maybe change your opinion here. Since Kevin Harvick won at New Hampshire in July, it has been 14 races. How many top finishes outside the top 10 do you think he has since New Hampshire in July? Um, I don't know. Say around four, five, two, four, five, two. Okay, and he's only had and then the one was bristol where he had a clutch problem and went out and the other only one was taldeco where he finished well he has finished inside the top 10 in okay yes you could go with that but he of the seven playoff races we're looking at this right now that consistently that consistency is going to help but he still has to come back from 14 points you just said i i get that he does have a points deficit but 14 is not that much but you think Logano has been more consistent? I'm going to give you the same 14 races. Okay, but we're looking at playoffs. I know, but I'm just saying, you said momentum and just doing well. I'll go to um, the playoffs, but guess in the last 14 races, guess how many finishes outside the top 10 Joey Logano's had? Out of how many races? Last 10? Out of the last 14. Then we'll go to 10. Seven. Eight. Compared to Harvick's two. Now let's go to the playoffs. Okay, but you look at playoffs, literally the math checks out where Logano has had more. He's had a better playoffs than Harvick because he's... No, he hasn't. Look at the stats. I'll pull Jayski up right now. Yeah, he's in the points lead. I get that. That literally screams... I don't know how they calculate that. I think that is I think it's literally points reset with stage points going along with it. I think that's it. Has only finished outside the top 10 once so far in the playoffs. Logano has finished outside the top 10 four times. He has not been that good in the playoffs. He's finished in the top side of the top. He has not. He, get this. He has not finished inside the top five in the playoffs. Not a single race. His best finish is eighth at Martinsville last weekend. Logano is not. Yeah. He's off. Listen, he, I know. Is the better, this is more consistent everything you argued for Logano being the one to get the championship for is all off Harvick fits all those stats way better I'm just gonna stick with Joey stats don't lie this is another topic that we talked about on DVC briefly today I'll just throw this out there remember there were times at this during the season where we struggled for topics to come up with like stuff to talk about especially first half of the season not much was happening this last like you know month couple months it's like endless amount of things to talk about and storylines I love because it's getting yeah, more important the playoffs are good the intensity is good NBC's coverage also probably enhances of course they get the all this drama and intensity which is awesome but it's really nice to be able to talk I about I feel like there have been so many more fights 
to watch this playoffs in so many years past. Like each week, someone else is pissed off at someone. I love it. Yeah, they're re- the playoffs good. are really starting to ramp fights up. Fights are and better. Intense. Would you agree or disagree? More fights are better for NASCAR. Why would we disagree just, on that? You sometimes I take. Would love, you, sometimes you take very interesting perspectives. I want them to fight every single week. Okay. It'd be awesome. I I want to be like Jonathan Merriam and be in the middle of one of those one day. Gonna, that is my goal. Get squashed. Be in you're the middle. Get I don't down. care. Jason, I don't care if I get knocked out, black eye, bleeding, whatever. Come on, that's such a cool story. I was in a NASCAR fight. Like, come on, that would be so cool. I was stomped by all the six <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and here I am at the bottom. Hey, on my last day, I'm going to yank someone down just like that one crew member. <laughs> all right, you're going to Texas, you're going to Phoenix, you're going to Miami. How do you feel? Yes, I am... I am so excited. Normally, we do the Phoenix-Miami double, but um, we're doing Texas because we are actually coming in under budget with NASCAR, so my dad literally was so easy. Yeah, so we we apparently were under budget, so we're like, hey, can we, do we have enough to go to Texas? And they're like, yeah, we'll send you to Texas. So we're going to Texas. Um, Phoenix is a home track. And then going to Miami to celebrate champion. And um, I'm going to, no matter what happens, rain or shine, see champion be crowned in Miami. Um, I don't have class that Monday. Class is somehow luckily canceled that day. And um, I am willing to skip class on Tuesday should we go to Tuesday or it should I need to fly not, home. That better not happen. That God. way. I know. I hope not. And but you just gotta think worst case scenario. But right now the weather looks great for Texas. It looks a little chilly. Phoenix is gonna be absolutely spectacular. A little um, chilly. I'm, I'm talking to Truex this weekend, so I'm actually thrilled that he won because at Martinsville because we have something specific to talk about. We could talk about Miami the whole time, and he'll be in a good mood. So I'm really excited about that. I'm gonna pilot a couple of new games potentially to see what we like, see what we don't like for the 2020 season. Yeah. I've got a suggestion for a game for the 2020 yes, season. Yes, please. I want to take them. You yes. should ask drivers to do impersonations of other drivers. All right. Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> no way we can do that. Yes. Come on. No one's going to do Corey that. Corey does it on his podcast, apparently. I don't listen, but like I've heard he does impersonations of other drivers. You know how funny that would be? That would get huge hits. Okay, well, I'm, like. at, I'm talking to LaJoy at Miami, so. Ask him to do his we'll impersonation see. I've never Joey talked Logano. to him before. But it might be something interesting. Ask to him do. to do his impersonation yeah. for Joy Logano. That's like the best. <laughs> uh, you know what? Even if I might just ask him off air if he's not comfortable doing it, but he's done it a podcast. I don't know. I've never talked yeah. to Corey, so we'll see. So you should ask, start asking all your interviews to do impersonations of other drivers, especially Denny Hamlin. Hey, Denny, we saw you do that yeah. awesome impersonation of Joey after the Martinsville race. Could you do another one for me here, real quick? <laughs> that was oh, good man. content, right? That was that was awesome. What he did at Martinsville. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm looking for different ideas. Also, like, if anyone listening, if you have an idea for, like, a game or something fun you'd like to see with drivers, if you've seen my blindfold challenge or the you tell me or would you rather either or or, uh, over under or one of those and you have an idea, please tweet me it because I'm looking for ideas and we will strongly consider it to use it for some of the drivers. We've got so many to work with over the next three weeks. So, um, definitely send me your ideas if you have any. You too, Jason. You I can just tweet gave me you too. one. <laughs> no, I'm not, yeah, okay, but that's a that's a slippery slope. No, it's not. You've got to worry content. about dealing with certain You know people. what Bubble Wall says about content. Hey, you got to do some weird stuff to get some good content. <laughs> all right. Is. 
That's right, Bubba. I appreciate that. <laughs> so do some weird things. Where did he finish, by the way? He did awesome. He, I think he finished outside. That's the top awesome, 10. man. But I'm he, so happy that he's starting to get results that he's been working. Did you for. listen the whole to team's Richard Petty on Dale's podcast? I've not listened you to it yet. Listen no. to that. I plan on it. You got to listen to these podcasts. They're awesome. I, I am. I'm even starting to listen to DBC. A little I'm bit not more. gonna. You better. I'm not gonna tell you exactly what he <laughs> says, but he explains why. Bubba Wallace has done well at some races this year, not as well as other races, and what they hope to do in the future. It's a very interesting perspective that he brings to it, which I really enjoyed. But that's it. That's it. We're done. It's a long podcast, but we lots of good stuff after Martinsville. I'm going to be a little hesitant going to Texas because Texas is... Sorry, I fell asleep for a second there. But Texas is Texas. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it's exciting. Hopefully something... <laughs> like that Texas race in 2014... The repave was fought, a mistake. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I'm glad we can agree on that. And the package there could help it. You never know. But hopefully we see something interesting happen and have some more good stuff to talk about. The Xfinity race is a night race. Did you see that? Yeah, I won't be able to watch this weekend, so I don't really care. That's a little strange. Yeah. But yeah. That's all I got. Good. (laughs) All right. We will catch you after Texas. Yeehaw. Let's do it. Yeehaw from the Lone Star State.